You know, the Lord says that those who honor him, he will honor. And here you are, starting out a new week in the house of God, the early service. You know, you have to be careful, not getting prideful. I'm here the earliest. I don't know about the rest of those people that need to come to a second or third service. Isn't it awesome that we're able to do that for those that work? You know, uh, one of the reasons we have that late service is so that people who are working overnight can go home and get some rest. Can I encourage you to pray into the services you're not here? You can take a seat. Lord, we're here to worship you together. We thank you for your church, and I pray for every family, every single person. If you're a visitor, first time here, every single person, Lord, receives the blessing that you've promised as we honor you and begin our week in the house of the Lord. Can you receive that? If so, say, yes, I receive it. Turn to somebody and say, I receive that. <laughs> you know, each year as a church, we have a theme. In fact, this year, the theme has been next is now. And, and it's, a, it's, it's a focus in prayer and in, in our scripture together. In fact, we began 2018 with a time of prayer and fasting. And, and, the, and the purpose of it is more than just to have a cool theme. A few years ago, it was love's wins. Two years ago, it was so to grow. And, and this past year, it has been next is now. But can I tell you, it's more than just a clever theme. In fact, it's more than a booklet that we use throughout the year. It's actually to set the stage for our focus in scripture and in prayer, and, and there's something powerful. It was mentioned during our pastor prayer this morning. We always gather in the house of the Lord to pray together, and when we do it in a united way in spirit, there's power in that. Scripture tells us that where two or three are in agreement here on earth, it's agreed to in heavenly places. That's power, and that's the power of agreement. But there's another dynamic that I want to remind you of. What's happened this past year under this theme, Next Is Now, is that some of you, in fact a number of you, have started to see what we prophesied through that booklet, through the prayer time earlier this year, begin to happen. Some of you didn't put off any longer, starting to give, starting to serve. You didn't wait till next month or next year. Many of you, a record number, were baptized just a few weeks ago. You didn't say, I'll do it next year. I'm doing it now. And we've seen the fulfillment of what we leaned into in prayer. Is that exciting? Uh, and here's why I want you to understand that, because I'm about to tell you about this coming year, and let's believe that what we've seen happen this year is going to move right in. And by the way, next is now is not finished. So to grow, not finished. Those themes now become part of the fabric, part of the, of the DNA of the culture of our church. And so what I'm believing for is that spirit of next is now doesn't just get put on the shelf with the booklet, but gets moved into the very heart of what we're doing as a church. I love that. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of the prophetic that leads us and shapes our vision, our strategy, and our heart together as a church. 
I mentioned last week that every Sunday is historic. And last Sunday was historic. We probably had more people here in this auditorium at any time for three services that we've ever had. You can give a shout for that. How many were here for Watoto last weekend? Wasn't that awesome? Man, pray into that, that what we saw happen becomes regularly part of this church. But listen, that, that, that was just another historic day. Today is also history making. Because I'm announcing today that our theme for 2019 is simply one word, close. And I've written a booklet right here that is going to be available now starting today. And I wanna encourage you to get a copy, get copies for your friends. It'll be available digitally. You can look on our website uh, at berlin.church and find out, get it on your phone. And as we go into next year, and, and over these next few weeks, we're going to be setting the stage for this theme, God with us. And this is what I'm believing and declaring right now in this moment, this history-making special moment. And you say, well, I'm only here to visit. Do I need to listen? Absolutely. If you're only visiting Berlin for this weekend and you have found yourself here, it's not by accident just because you added it to your tour today. You're here for a reason. And I want to believe for anyone who's just visiting for the weekend from anywhere in the world that you're going to take something from here today and go back into where you're from. And if you've not been part of a church, it's going to lead you into a house like this one. If you're going back to a church like this, it's going to make a difference that people are going to notice. What did you do in Berlin? I did more than visit the Brandenburg Gate. <laughs> I went and got fire on my life in a service in a movie theater. That's what we're believing for you all. So here's what we're going to believe for next year. That this theme is going to now shape our time in the word of God together, our prayer as we go in, our prayer lives together, our spiritual life as a church where our understanding that God is close and that he wants to be close to us, our understanding of that will just begin to move into a new level. And, and I want to announce along with this booklet today that starting next year from the 7th to the 27th of January, we're going to have 21 focused days of prayer and fasting. So one of the reasons I want you to go ahead and get a copy of the booklet is to begin now through the Christmas season preparing for January. And we're going to believe that what God has promised that when we come near to him, he makes his presence known to us. He comes near to us in fresh ways that's going to create in your life individually a new level of intimacy. I'm prophesying, are you listening? 
We're going to believe for all of us here that we're going to enter a new level of intimacy, that it's going to impact the way we pray. It's going to impact our community groups and how the Spirit of the Lord works there in the life of your friends, in your family. Every time you open the Word of God coming into next year, the presence of the Lord will be fresh and alive in new ways as we do this together. And during these days of focus, which will be one of only several next year where we're going to encourage the church. Let's lean in together. Let's, let's suspend our regular schedule of eating and some of our other routines and, and so forth to, to press in and believe God is going to reveal himself. Let me tell you one of the things you'll notice. It's going to change the way you come here and worship. Amen. It's going to change the way we serve together. It's going to change our giving. Please never think that when we talk about the importance of giving, it's trying to raise money for the church. If we have to try to raise money from all of us, we might as well quit and go home. The giving is out of a heart that says, God, you're close. Everything belongs to you. And I simply give back what already belongs to you. And I do it with joy. A few months ago, I was in a church in Africa, and they had at the front of the church, I took a picture. I was trying to be, I was in the front row and I was the speaker, so I was trying to be careful not to look like a tourist. I kind of did anyway. I, I think I was the only uh, person of, of my uh, background, shall we say there. But I tried to be kind of discreet. I was looking around, so I took a picture because the one side of the room, the basket said tithes, and I had it written right on the front. And then over on the other side in the front, it said offerings. I thought, how cool. And when we were encouraged to go forward with our offerings, everybody came. Some of them went to that basket first and then went over to the other one. And I thought, this is awesome. This is awesome. And there was no, you need to do this. There was joy. And these were people who probably had a lot less in their pocket than most of us here. So what we're believing is that the more we draw close to him, the greater his power that will flow over us. Now I want you to understand that this theme doesn't come just a few weeks ago where I go, hmm, let's see, let me do an internet search and think of something cool to share with the church. Can I tell you that this theme came last spring? And the way the Lord works in my life in terms of vision and, and what I believe to come and carry into the church for the, for the future, it, it's weird, it's, it's like it all comes at once. In fact, I have a picture I want you to see from my notebook. On, on the day that I was kind of praying, those are the notes of a madman for Jesus. Woo! I like to draw too. It's, an, it's not very good, but here's what I want you to see. <laughs> there were actually two or three more pages. All of it came at once. Just this flood of ideas. And, and I recognize over the years the Lord has enabled me to begin to understand this is him speaking. I didn't sit down and go, okay, I think this should be the theme. It all just began to flow. And what's really interesting is that over the years, it's usually when I'm out exercising. And so it's the strangest thing. I go out for a jog in the Grunewald. I live not too far from there. And all of a sudden, my wife always knew when something happened on the run. 
because I couldn't take a notepad and paper. Uh, that just wouldn't work. But she could always tell when I'd had one of my moments where I heard from the Lord because I'd come running back in the house and I would run, if it wasn't to the bathroom, <clears throat> Uh, I would run, sometimes I would go in the kitchen door, I didn't even make it back to my office, I'd grab a notepad and I'd start writing down what I, what I heard. And it was amazing, it would always come in a flood. <laughs> and this was one of those moments. So there you see, you can even get some ideas of what, what may be coming. Well, can I tell you that that happened this week? And, and the message that I had already prepared, sent off the slides, is not the message I'm going to share. And I wasn't in the Grunewald. I was at the gym. I don't know why. I didn't pray, Lord, speak to me at the gym today. And a couple of things happened that were different. So I go to the gym, get ready to get on the elliptical, thing that looks like this. You can just picture me there. In fact, I have a picture. And I've never taken that scary looking. My passport picture's worse. But I'm, I'm showing you this to put you in the scene, not to, not to get you thinking about me that way. But I want you to hear this. My routine is to put on my ears, my ear pods, and to put on one of my favorite speakers, and then off I go on the elliptical. And I've never taken a picture, a selfie, at the gym. Can I confess, I was thinking about maybe an Instagram post, because I've just come back and I'm getting ready for a physical next month, in, uh, actually in January, and, and I need to, to, the doctor says I need to lose some kilos. So I was thinking about a post that said serious business but I never posted it. You can put that down. <laughs> Nobody's listening to me. I don't know where. He needs a shave. Is that really him under that hat? <laughs> but here's what I want you to hear. I turned on my message, got on the elliptical, business as usual. Man, I was serious, starting out. About two minutes into that routine, I just felt prompted to take out and turn off the message. And I began to just pray. And about a minute into that, I just started to worship the Lord. And all of a sudden, what I can only describe as a tidal wave. A tidal wave of the Lord's presence just came in a way that I've only happened in my Christian life a few times. Please hear that in the right context. And I didn't have on the headphones and I became aware that I was speaking and didn't even know what I was saying, if you understand. It was like a cup being filled up and it, it, the words, I just couldn't keep up. And over those next few minutes, in fact, I looked down at, at a certain point, the exercise timer was almost done. I had the Lord speak to me in a very clear way. And you see, I'd already prepared to talk to you about what we were gonna do this coming month for Christmas to prepare our theme close. 
already had the ideas written out. And in those moments, similar to the experiences I've had out running, everything I'm about to share with you came all at once. I can't explain it, how much of it I actually heard, but it was a, a, a total, it was a total sense of everything, color, sound, visual, all at once. And there was a very clear word that I didn't step up listening for from the Lord. And he gave it to me in three scenes. But let me first share the word that he spoke. First, with fire. I heard it as clear as I heard anything ever. And, and, and again, all I can tell you is as I stepped away, is there were three very distinct experiences that all just blended together that I experienced. The first was a sense of fire and the Lord speaking close for Christmas, for next year, in prayer, in your life, first with fire. And I looked and there I saw at my feet, if you've ever seen the Oscar, the gold statues that they give the stars, I saw at my feet a whole pile of gold statues. And somehow I immediately recognized that those had come from me. And that they weren't Oscars for a good performance. They were idols. They were things that I had in me that were holding me back from that next level that God wanted. And, and, and my tendency was to want to begin to notice what they were, to name that thing. Ooh, I know that one. But, but the Lord was not letting me look down. There was fire, and I realized that they, they were being burned up all in the same moment as I was aware they were there. And then the next scene just, again, just quickly merged where it was dark. In fact, I thought to bring the house lights down, but instead of doing that, let me just say, think of a time in your life where you were in a place that was so dark you literally could not see your hand in front of your face. I'm gonna assume all of you have been in that place. It can be scary. And I was aware of the total darkness, but again, the purpose of it was for the Lord to speak, again, just in spirit, I sensed him saying to me, you don't need to try to get close to me, I'm already there. And then I became aware that the light began to come on, that, that there was lightness, and it was coming from the fire. First, with fire, and I saw the Lord's eyes afire. And normally that would be kind of scary, like one of those Halloween movies, you know, where there's this monster and all you see is the eyes afire. But there was an immediate shift to the third scene. Again, this is all happening in real time. I can't explain how this happened, but I know it's real. As real as anything I've ever shared with you here. 
And as, as I saw the eyes, he immediately took me right into Revelation where God has used the book, Offenbarung, the, the book, the last book of the Bible where portraits of Jesus, the final picture of who Jesus is is revealed. That's what the revelation means. The revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave to him to show his servants the things which must soon take place. And that first picture, in fact, I'm gonna share the rest of them through the Christmas season. I'll talk more about that in a moment. But this first one, right with the light coming on in the dark was Revelation 1. And, and, and here's the passage that the Lord put right in front of me. It'll be on screen. It said, this is John the Apostle speaking. I don't have time to go into the details. I love this story. He's a prisoner. Let's just put it that way. On the Lord's Day, on Sunday, he's in a worship service. He may have been with others, but he was definitely worshiping in the Spirit, in the Holy Spirit. And I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet. I turned around to see this voice that was speaking, and when I turned, I saw, instead of a person or a voice, he first saw seven lampstands, which represented, similar to the lights around me on stage, they represent, as you read about it, the, the church, the seven churches that he's speaking to. And there was among the lampstands someone looking like a man, son of man, that's the title that Jesus used for himself. So right away we know this is Jesus that John is seeing. And he's dressed in a robe reaching down to his feet. This robe had a gold sash across the chest. But here it gets crazy. His hair was white like wool, like it was snow. His eyes like blazing fire. There was the connection to what I saw in the dark coming out in Jesus' presence. They were like blazing fire. His feet like bronze glowing in a furnace. His voice like the sound of rushing waters, like a cataract. In his right hand, he held seven stars, also representing the church. And coming out of his mouth was a sharp, double-edged sword. This is a beautiful picture. And when I saw him, here's the key, I fell at his feet as though dead. I guess so. So will I. So will you. He placed his right hand on me and said, do not be afraid. That was the point of this passage the Lord spoke to me in the dark as his light of his eyes began to show. And he was not over there in the third or fourth row. He was right in front of me, face to face. Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I'm the living one. I was dead. And now look, I am alive forever and ever. I hold the keys to hell and death. <laughs> About that time, I stepped off the machine. Time was about up. And can I tell you? I kind of looked around. I'd gotten a little loud at times. And 
I just thought, I wonder if anybody, it was like I'd been beamed out. There was this shaft of light there. I was, I was still smoking from the experience. And I kind of looked around. Did anybody else experience it? It was just me. So the next day, I said, Lord, I, t I told my family about it. But I said, Lord, do I share any of this with the church? I, I don't want to come and speak to the church about my experience and, and, and have all the focus be on me and how spiritual I was and how you spoke. And can I just challenge you, whether you know me, have heard me many times, or if it's your first time. If, if that's the impression, I speak against it. And Lord, I just pray right now, let me decrease and you increase. Let this not be about me. So I asked him, Lord, do I share this? And I also said, and besides, Lord, I, I had it prepared. What kind of Christmas message? I, I, I'm going to be talking about, I should be talking about the shepherds and the wise men and, and the baby Jesus and, and, you know, joy to the world. Who's going to want to hear Christmas messages about idols at my feet and fiery eyes and dark rooms and... You walking among candles. What, what kind of Christmas message? I really, I, I had that conversation. And he spoke again. And I had the picture of a signature like on a pen, like this is the end of this conversation. Signed, Jesus. And he said to me, first fruits. Now, if you're new to the Bible, First fruits is the, the best of ourselves that we give. That's what they did in ancient times. And the meaning was clear right away to me. His answer to me was, what I've done for you is the first of what I will do for all of those I've called you to lead. What's happened in your life is what I want to do in all of those who are here. And that's the message. And here's the thing. Here's how I think you could apply this and I today. I come back to the I've been careful not to overanalyze or add to this. That's why it's so simple. What, what I'm amazed at is, back to the first scene, all of those gold images. See, idols, the scripture tells us, in the ancient times, they worshiped, and, that's, and this still goes on around the world, they, they worshiped statues to represent gods, usually demons, but in our modern world, our idols are anything and everything. In fact, there's a great scripture in 1 John. You can look it up later. I, I pull, pulled it up on my phone. The last verse of 1 John, Ersto Johannes brief, the last verse that John writes, who experienced this, he writes this, Dear children, keep away from idols. 
and he's talking to the church and one of the translations, the Neues Leben, the New Living Translation, writes that this way. Dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your hearts. And here's, I, I think this is what I would say to you about what I saw and what it means for you. The Lord didn't have me stand there and identify, you didn't do this right, this, this habit needs to go. There was none of that. In fact, I wasn't asking God to heal me or to forgive me. I was just simply in his presence. And the message to you is that thing that's held on to you, that idol, and, and you know about it, he's, he wants to bring fire first. And, and, and you don't need years and challenge and go through all kinds of prayer meetings to get free. I believe he wants to free you right here, right now, with fire from him. And I don't think that he will necessarily do it exactly the way he did it with me. In fact, I love the fact that God doesn't do that. He surprises us. I wasn't looking for what happened, but I was ready for it. Did you hear what I said? See, the Lord knew I was ready for what I've told him that over and over when it comes to heavenly language, when it comes to experiencing the fullness of his presence. I've said it to him over and over. Lord, I want more of you, but I leave it up to you to how you do that. Can I encourage you to have that spirit? I don't care what your theological background is. I don't care what denomination, if you're from a church. I simply challenge all of us to be ready for whatever the Lord wants. He'll confirm whether it's from him or something else through the testimony of those who are in your life. I shared this story on Friday night. It was interesting. It happened on Thursday. Friday night, we've had for, scheduled for months our core team a prayer meeting. <laughs> the agenda got changed. They heard this already. And I'm not even sharing with you all that happened, but here's the point. Those idols in your life, the flame of his presence will destroy them all, even the ones you're not aware of. And then secondly, that darkness, that cloud, I see it so often. We're not even aware. You can grow up in the church and have a cloud sitting on you. It can be something that happened to you that shouldn't have. It can be a deep hurt. It can be a lack of faith or disappointment or whatever it might be. You're disappointed with God. Listen, there's a cloud sitting there and the Lord would say, I will lift the darkness. You will see the light of my face. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid to give up control. Don't be afraid to let me have your, my way with you. I won't take away. You're going to lose nothing. I'm young. I want to live my life my way. You'll lose nothing and gain everything. Don't be afraid. I'm afraid what my family will say. I won't leave you. I'll give you the right words. I will enable the enemies of your life, those friends, those people that would be hardest to believe that you come to church, that you've had an encounter with the living God. I will be so brightly shining through you and in you that they will see 
that something's changed. That you're a walking, talking miracle. So I want to believe as we prepare and go forward. Friends, this was not just another nice story, nice passage of scripture to read. I pray that none of us is the same. Lord, I pray for that right now. And first, Lord, with fire, we bow before you and invite you to burn away what needs to go and inflame what needs to come alive in us.